Hi everyone, I'm here today um, bringing you the third podcast in Gathering Insights where I explore different ideas, thoughts and theories and today's topic is the law of attraction. I'm sure a lot of you have either read or heard about The Secret Um, the book and the film and there's an awful lot out there about intention setting and the law of attraction in general. So I just thought it would be really good to share my own thoughts and experiences of this because I've got to be honest it seems to be a little bit hit and miss. Not just for myself but for my friends who have tried the law of attraction as well. So my journey with it started really before The Secret. I read a book by Viktor Frankl called Man's Search for Meaning, which is a fantastic book. Um, It really tells the story of him being in a concentration camp in World War II, the Holocaust. And it talks about hope and how he was able to rise above all of the awful things that he was going through, um, how he was being treated in the camp. And find a way of almost reprogramming his own mind so that he um, could rise above all the torture and pain and think more positively. He, I remember one part in the book in particular where he is digging along the rail track um, with all of his other inmates and he sees a little bird uh, fly down and sit I think it was either near the um, rural track or on the barbed wire. And it, it brought him hope. And he felt love and gratitude even in, under the awful circumstances he was in. So um, the book is really about proof that everything can be taken away from us except the ability to choose our attitude in any given set of circumstances. So we are really at the center of our own universe. We're able to create our own experiences and and our attitude towards the things we're experiencing in our lives. So he was able to manipulate in a way his own mind and change the way he experienced the world he was in at that moment in time. So when I read that book, I thought, gosh, that's really interesting. That really shows the power that us humans have the ability to manifest what we want from how we feel using our mind, the power of our mind. So I wonder, you know, was that really the first point where I started to think about manifestation and intention? Because that's what he did. He manifested his own experience of the life he wanted avoiding all of the things, the negative, awful things he could have focused on in that concentration camp. My second experience was reading the book, The Secret, and I watched the film as well, and I found it really interesting. Um, It was an attractive idea that we could use our minds, our thoughts and emotions to create a reality that we want. So in the film and book, it talks about, you know, you, you can 
create a wealthy life for yourself, whether that's in monetary wealth or happiness, you know, wealth and happiness and joy. Um, and literally, you can imagine the thing that you want, whether it's the mansion house or the new car or the relationship you want. And through using mantras and positive thinking, you can literally um, manifest that into reality, into your world. So I thought, yeah, great. This looks really great. Um, but did I really believe it was possible? I'm not sure at that point. And we're probably talking about 10 years ago when I first came across the idea of the secret. Having said that, though, I did have a really interesting and profound experience. So Back in 2012, 2013, I had divorced um, my husband at that time, was going through humongous kind of change in my life, moving house, having a new job, getting through the divorce and making sure my children were okay. And I started to do a... um, online meditation with Deepak Chopra and Oprah Winfrey and they still do these on their website now if you're interested but this particular one was called Miraculous Relationships and because I wanted to attract a mate into my life um, based on my new life not old patterns I what I desperately didn't want to do was attract a man into my life who would have the similar patterns of my past Um, so I did this meditation for 21 days and as part of it um, near the end it asks you to write down in present tense as if it's already happened the perfect relationship that you want so I had to literally describe the man I would be with it could be physical attributes as well as characteristics behaviors but really kind of let rip on paper and really describe everything about what that man and that perfect relationship was going to feel like and be like to me so I did that and I put it away I finished the 21 day meditation I did start dating I had some really positive experiences and then eventually I was very fortunate to meet the man I'm now married to five years later. Um, I was introduced by my best friend, um, in fact. But what was really kind of quite freaky in a great way was I dug out, we'd been dating, I don't know, a couple of months, and I dug out the journal that I'd kept from the 21-day meditation um, with Deepak Chopra and Oprah Winfrey. And I read it to my, my boyfriend at the time, and it was him. It was our relationship. So I had somehow managed to manifest the relationship I wanted through doing that exercise of writing it down. I think the key thing there is that it was in the present tense. So I was sending a clear message to the universe that this relationship already existed. And I think that's really key here when we're talking about the law of attraction. So that was one of my experiences that supported this idea of the secret. I can also tell you that my my husband did a very similar thing. So when we met, coincidentally or not, it was probably synchronicity, but he had got to know um, some new friends leading up to the time when we met and they had introduced him to the secret as well. And he met me on the first date and so he tells me was so um, keen to progress the relationship he used a mantra every day visualization positive thinking and he even went to the extent of setting his um, mobile phone alarm to remind him several times a day 
to visualize us together in the future in a marriage, in a really positive, loving relationship. Now, I didn't know this at the time. He told me a few years later when we were discussing the secret, but he was disciplined and he was focused and he was passionate about what he wanted. And it happened. We are now, we were engaged last year, we're now married, we got married in April and we have a wonderful relationship. And that is again evidence of something miraculous happening. So with both my story and my uh, current husband's story, um, you can start to see that there's really something in this. But for me, for that part, I think the belief, the passion and the determination and focus and drive and trusting that it's gonna happen was really key. So my next step in this was was still an offshoot from Deepak Chopra. So during some of the other meditations I did, I learned that something that was key that I think a lot of people miss in all of these self-help books about intention setting is that you can't be too prescriptive about how it's actually going to happen. So if it's the house that you want or the car or the relationship, you can't, if, if, you're, if you're attached to the idea of how this is going to happen, you've already done a plan and you're thinking, right, you know, next week I'm going to be um, going to the estate agent and seeing this house and that's going to be the one, then that limits the universe and limiting is really not going to work with the secret and this idea of intention setting. So you need to be open and you need to surrender to whatever way it may unfold. And the universe does work in mysterious ways. It, it needs to have that openness and that, um, uh, that, that, that just that feeling of anything is possible. You need to be open to that. You need to relinquish your own ideas of how something might turn out. And you need to trust that the universe is going to unfold it in the best way for you. If instead you're attached to a certain way it's going to happen, that will limit the process. So that was another key piece of learning that I, I had from listening to Deepak Chopra and his own experiences. I then, a few years later, I've been, as you probably know from listening to my, to my other podcasts, I follow Caroline Mace and um, she talks a lot about um, archetypes that we all have um, run our lives, we live our lives. Um, kind of with a pattern, if you like, a map of a particular role that we might have, an archetype. And she also talks about sabotage programs. Now this is really key because I think we all have them. We all have, we might think we want something, we might think we want the perfect relationship um, or the perfect health or to be wealthy um, in monetary terms, but often we have picked up sabotage programs along the way in our lives. Now, as an example of this, it could be that um, you want the perfect relationship, you can visualize the person, you've described them, you've done the journaling, like I said before, but deep inside you, from prior experiences in your life, maybe childhood, there may be a part of you that doesn't actually fundamentally believe that you are worth having a 
positive, loving relationship. So something might have happened to you when you were a child that makes you feel you have low self-worth and low self-esteem. So that there is a sabotage program. And you may actually unknowingly latch onto that and actually in a way quite enjoy it because what it could give you in your current life is attention. So when you meet with your friends and you talk about your latest dating experience, you might end up saying things like, oh, the next one, you know, the latest one didn't work and I had a nightmare date and your friends are going, oh no, oh, that's awful. And what are they giving you? But they're giving you attention and actually secretly you might actually have learnt to enjoy the attention or to rely on it, to rely on that kind of empathy that you're getting from people, that, oh, woe is me, that kind of, oh, I feel so sorry for you, that, you know, you might have actually become reliant on that without you really realizing it. So this is where, if you're going to use the intention and the law of attraction, you really need to sit down and be really honest with yourself. Do you have any sabotage programs which are kicking in and actually blocking you from being able to attain the thing you want in your life? So that is that is the other thing that I learned um, mainly from Caroline Mace. And I've done some work myself on thinking about what my sabotage programs might, might be. Do I act as a victim in my life? Yes, I do in certain in instances. Sometimes I've got to be honest. Yes, I do enjoy having the intention of somebody saying oh that's really awful I'm really sorry for you but actually you need to get to a point in your life where you say no I don't want that anymore I'm not going to be a victim and I'm actually going to take full responsibility for the life that I am now going to create for myself so that's a really key learning point so following on from Carolyn, I then um, have started to read um, and watch some YouTube videos of Bob Proctor on um, uh, you know some of his videos he's done on the law of attraction and paradigms in particular. So this is really interesting because what he does is he describes um, our kind of uh, mind or our awareness or our being. Um, if you imagine, maybe if you imagine an orange, and imagine that orange is sliced in half. It's got a line dividing the top half of the orange. Um, and the bottom half of the orange. So the top half of the orange is your conscious mind. And that's where we can make choices, we have ideas, and we learn things. So we learn intellect and all the things we learn at school and in our lives. And then your unconscious mind is the lower part of the orange. And that is that is where you will store things from your past when you've been growing up as a baby, as a child, and you will um, actually form habits and paradigms in that lower part of your subconscious mind. So this can act as a real block to the law of attraction. So what Bob Proctor suggests is that you also really look into what paradigms you hold. Now, another way of looking at a paradigm is as if you put on a pair of glasses for seeing the world clearly. So we all have different paradigms. In fact, we all probably have collections of different coloured glasses that we put on, some for reading up close, some for seeing long distance, and they're all different coloured frames and they're all different paradigms that we have actually um, produced, programmed from our childhood. Now I heard something the other day that was that was astounding actually. There was this um, study done with babies and they were six months old, six month old babies, so really young, and they um, showed the babies 
pictures, they held up pictures of a hoover, a vacuum cleaner. And then the mum and the dad was in the room and the person doing the study encouraged the child by pointing at the hoover and then pointing at mum and dad, which one would the baby associate with either adult? And it was unbelievable. The six-month-old baby in general would more often hand the picture or point to the picture of the hoover and then point to the picture of the mum. Now this as we know is still um, in society it's still the way that women are portrayed it's getting much better men are stepping into the role of you know caring for the kids at home and the stay-at-home dads as well but isn't that interesting it just shows from such a young age how we start to program our minds as a child and as a baby. So that's an example of how, from a young, young age, you will have started to build up these maps or these programs and habits that you associate with your life. And you will carry those through into your adult life now. So, for example, if you want to become more wealthy, you want to have more disposable income, you want to have a higher salary every year, you may have used your conscious mind, the top half of your orange, um, at school and at college and at university, and you would have learnt all the ways of having your own business, profit and loss sheets, um, you know, entrepreneur ideas. You will have, you might have even written books about it. You'll be an expert on the subject using your intellect, ideas, and uh, really have that down to a T. So, why then is it that some people who have that extraordinary intellect? cannot manifest it in their life. Well, this could be because that person, when they were younger, grew up in a family who, which had poverty. So that baby, that young child was surrounded by poverty, um, knowing that mum and dad were stressed and didn't have enough money or enough food. So they were exposed to that environment from a young age. So they would have um, created a map if you like or um, they would have got used to being around those um, sensitivities those ideas those images those feelings and that would have all gone in a pot and produced this paradigm or this map so so then in adult life when that person has got all of those ideas um, educated ideas knowing how to produce money how to run a business they even go as far as learning the law of attraction and they think about it, they visualize it, they get excited, they emote it. They, they, they just can't get to it, it doesn't happen. And that will be because this paradigm sits in the way. So Bob Proctor um, talks to us about how important it is that we look at those paradigms and clear them. Now I'm not going to go into paradigms today because this podcast will be too long but I will um, talk about that on another occasion but I also really recommend that you look Bob Proctor up on YouTube and look at some of his um, videos. I can also recommend to you the book that really um, was transformational for Bob Proctor. So he was given the book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. You can buy this book on Amazon and I'm working through it at the moment and this will actually give you the answers as to how to clear your paradigms. So that's another essential part of this law of attraction, clearing your paradigms. A little quote now, so Nikola Tesla says, in order to find the secret of the universe, think in terms of energy, 
frequency and vibration. Now, because I'm trained in Reiki and crystal therapy, I understand these terms and I see it every day when I work with clients that we are all made of energy. In fact, if you put a high-powered microscope looking through your hand, it would not have a physical form. It would be see-through because it's made up of atoms and elements and molecules. So everything is energy. When you walk in a room and you pick up the energy of the room, you're picking up energy. You can't see it, but you're sensing energy. When you see somebody you know walk in a room and they don't look very happy, you're sensing their energy. Or when you, somebody walks in a room and they light up the room, you're sensing their charisma, their energy, their aura. So we all know that by now everything is made of energy. So in order to make the uh, secret and the law of attraction really work for you, it's really essential to think in these terms of energy. So the world reacts to your change in energy as well. So I can remember a few times, I'm sure we've all done the same, you wake up one morning, you stub your toe on the bed as you're getting out to brush your teeth, and then there's a catalogue of things that happen after that. The children are late getting up, you end up shouting at them, you don't mean to, but you're frustrated, you know you're going to be late, and then you get in the car, and then there's a traffic jam which isn't normally there, which makes you even later for the school run. So, you know, it's a catalogue of things that seems to just um, build. So... This is because when you stub the toe on the bed, you've set up energy in the form of something bad happening. And then instead of clearing that and taking a deep breath and thinking, okay, that's fine, I'm gonna hold my toe, it's gonna, it's gonna, the pain's gonna go away in a minute, I'm not gonna let that affect me. What it can do is it can feed into what might be already um, a frustrated mood that you might have had from the day before. And it will just attract more of it. And then you attract the traffic jam and you attract all the other things. So that is an example of how we can attract like energy to whatever frequency we are giving out. So this is where it's really essential for you to maintain and spring clean your own energy. And there are certain ways you can do that with Reiki, with crystals, with dancing, with doing things that make you feel good, with going to the gym and letting out frustrations. And all of those things are ways um, of kind of spring cleaning your own energy and making sure that you are clear or as clear as you can be. So again, I will talk about that in another podcast, but um, it's really important that you notice your own energy levels and what frequency you're actually giving out. I like the analogy of thinking about um, each human person, each human being as a broadcasting beacon, a bit like a radio station will broadcast its its radio frequencies from the, um, the, the radio pole, if you like. So every person is a broadcast casting pole and we emanate we give out frequency waves depending on what's at our core that day are we happy or are we sad we're going to be broadcasting that out to the world to the other people around us and then that's going to mean that we attract like people to us so if we're in a bad mood we're probably going to attract other people towards us who are also in a bad mood or people who are driving aggressively on the school run whatever it might be so it's really important to really think about what you're broadcasting in terms of your own energy and mood each day. So 
all of this is is really important but the, the the last thing that I wanted to share with you that I've recently come across this wonderful um, Hindu monk called Dandapani um, who has started doing a lot of wonderful stuff on YouTube and he's got a website as well so look up Dandapani D-A-N-D-A-P-A-N-I and he has really helped me to understand that all of this is great all of the things I've talked about so far are great but none of it's going to work if you don't learn how to focus your mind. And he talks about the fact that when we have children and the teachers at school say to the children, concentrate on your maths homework or concentrate on this lesson. But are we ever taught how to concentrate? We're not, are we? We're just expected to do it. So how can we really expect to be able to meditate or achieve anything if we can't focus our mind. Now, Dandapani says this is totally possible with practice. Um, we need to learn how to breathe and calm our minds so we can focus on one thing at a time. Unfortunately, in this day and age, it's very popular that we distract ourselves with so many things. You know, I watch my son playing on his PlayStation and he's watching a YouTube video at the same time and he's Snapchatting on his phone. And I say to him, Max, just do one thing at a time. But you know, we're growing up in an environment where multi-skilling is the norm. So it's really important to think about spending time just with yourself, sat quietly doing nothing and just sitting and getting to know yourself, asking questions. So, Sonia, how am I today? What am I thinking about? If I'm worried, what am I worrying about? What do I want to achieve today? And doing that every day, every morning. Now, it takes discipline. It takes being methodical. And this is a real challenge for most people. Luckily, I'm quite a disciplined person, but even I struggle to do that. My husband's really disciplined. Even he struggles to do it. He's now doing a yoga practice every morning, which is better than me because I do it sometimes, but not every day. But it takes a disciplined person to put these habits, good new habits in place. So one suggestion I have for you is put some new habits in place every day, which enables you to get to know yourself and focus on you. And do that by linking it to an existing habit that you already have in place. So maybe, for example, when you get up every morning, I'm sure you brush your teeth, or you maybe put makeup on if, if, if you do that. Um, so you could, after you finish brushing your teeth, or after you finish doing your makeup or brushing your hair, you could just sit for five minutes and just tune in with yourself and ask, how am I today? What do I need today to feel good? I always think that's a really good question. What do I need today to make me feel good? So linking it with an existing habit that you've already got installed in your life will make this a lot easier. But we all need to practice focus, and being methodical if we're going to put the law of attraction into good practice in our lives. So there's an awful lot I've gone through there of all the things I've kind of learned from all of these wonderful spiritual teachers. Um, Dandapani gives a wonderful example, simple example about an apple in one of his YouTube videos. And he says, um, 
we need to use specific words, visualization and emotion, all three elements if we are going to create a new reality for ourselves. So if I say, I love apples and I want more of them, I know what I is because that's me and I think I know myself fairly well. I know what love is or I think I have a pretty good idea but apples is that specific it's not is it because is it a green apple is it a red apple is it a granny smith apple is it a small apple is it a large apple so this is an example where we really need to be very specific with the words we use when we're working with the law of attraction now I did, a, did an example of this, a little practice recently. Um, some of you may know that I also have another business. I, I'm an artist, so I create ceramic pieces um, inspired by nature. And between September and December, it's my busiest time of year. And I thought, great, I want to sell all of the product I have in the next four months. So I ended up sticking post-it notes. I mean, my children thought I was completely bonkers, but sticking post-it notes in lots of different places where I know I regularly go. So in my makeup drawer, where my hairbrush is, in my wardrobe, um, in my art room where I open my cupboard to get stuff out. So I stuck about 10 of these and I wrote different things on each, but all with the similar things theme of wanting to sell my ceramics and have really good profit and all of that type of thing. But when I listened to Dandapani and understood that I have to be specific, I went back over to those post-it notes, had a look at them and realised I really hadn't been specific. For example, one of them, I said, I want to sell, I know, I said in the present tense, because I knew that would be really powerful too, I have sold all my ceramic stock in four months. And the funny thing was, I, I was trying to be really specific, so I knew I'd already gone in with the intention of making that a really specific um, intention. But it wasn't, was it? Because which four months? Was it the next four months? Was it the four months just previously gone? Was it four months next year? Was it four months in 2020? I hadn't said. Now, luckily, my ceramics has been exceptionally good and it what I've done has made a real difference because I've never had sales like this before and I've got commissions from Dubai and France and it's been amazing but I reckon it could have been even better if I had been specific because the poor universe is working really hard trying to mirror what I'm giving out with my words with my visualization and with my excitement and my emotion but unless I'm specific, it's going to get confused and probably a bit frustrated with me. So Dandapani really helped me to see that specific words, visualization and emotion are key elements. So I really appreciate you listening to all of this. And I know it was an awful lot of information, but I'm hoping it has got you to see that I think the law of attraction is an incredibly powerful tool. But there are steps that we need to take in order to really make it work. And it is gonna be, it is gonna be work. It's not just gonna happen. So in summary, I've listed a few things that I've mentioned already that really I believe need to happen with one addition, and this is my addition. So I believe once you've got all the other things in place, you've used specific words, you've done your visualization, you've 
you've kind of felt a bit of emotion, you've checked for paradigms, you've checked for sabotage programs, you've got belief, all of those things. The real icing on the cake that I can add is, how about you do that thinking, feeling and visualization while you're doing something really dynamic that you love? So, you're going to think I'm mad, but... I love to dance and I do body jam, which is a mixture between aerobics and dance. I love the music they use, I love the moves and I feel on top of the world when I'm doing it. It's just one of my things. So I've started to imagine my ceramic sails going really well, really high and seeing that figure in my bank account and seeing the pleased customers while I'm doing body jam and dancing. And it's actually a really enjoyable experience because you can feel the energy in your body raise. It's incredible. So my challenge to you is choose something that you love. Choose something that makes your heart playful and your energies rise, whether it's walking, climbing up a mountain, cooking wonderful cakes and food, singing your best song, dancing, whatever it might be, doing that really fast bike ride and do your visualisation at the same time and just see how that magnifies it. So, the list. So this is the list that I suggest you work through. First of all, number one, you've got to want to change. You've got to genuinely want to change your life, not just do it as a token gesture. So check that you really want this. You've got to believe it's possible. You've got to believe in the secret. You've got to trust in the universe. And with those two things, wanting it and believing it, you have to double check whether you have any sabotage programs related to that, okay? From your childhood and your upbringing. What's stopping you from believing the law of attraction? What's stopping you really wanting to be wealthy? Okay, so you've got to want it, number one. You've got to believe it, number two. You've got to release sabotage programs, number three. Number four, you've got to clear old paradigms. So once you've noticed those sabotage programs, whether you're being victim, whatever it might be, clear the old paradigm, that old map from childhood that you might be running. You've got to then feel passionate about what you want, really passionate about it. You've got to use precise words and you can use mantras once you've got that precision and you can write them on post-it notes or record them on your phone and play them back to yourself at night, however you want to do it, but precision with your words. You've got to visualise. You've got to visualise. Use your imagination to imagine what you want created in your life. You've got to emote, you've got to use your emotion, you've got to imagine it and you've got to feel what it's like when you've got it in the present moment, okay? Then, and only then, can you reprogram your subconscious, the lower part of that orange. So you've pushed that paradigm aside and you can now reprogram your subconscious with those wonderful feelings and visualization. And then you've got to practice focus, determination, 
in a methodical manner. So link to existing habits that you might have in place. You've got to be persistent, put reminders on your phone to think about it every day and use your visualization and emotion. So so put things in place, be creative, but be determined and be methodical and be disciplined. And that takes work. And finally, energize and magnify it while you're doing something you love. While you really do something that sends your soul high. Singing, dancing, whatever it might be. And my final reminder is, remember, the universe is your friend, but there is a lag time. Be patient, because only as specific, determined, methodical as you you can be, will the universe mirror back. So the more precise, the more emotive, all of the things we talked about you can be, the quicker the universe will mirror back to you and bring you what you want to attract in your life. So I hope that's been interesting. I'd love to hear about what progress you make in creating your new reality in your life with your relationships, with your home, with your career, with your goals. So we're in December in 2018 at the moment, but I would love to hear if you're able to put some of these things in practice for 2019 and what experiences you have had. So please do message me, um, you know, go on my website or, or message on Facebook and let me know. Do comment on this podcast. I would so love to know because in you doing that, what will it do? It will increase the vibrational energy of the law of attraction and helping other people to achieve this. So thank you. Thank you for your time and I will look forward to speaking with you on another occasion. Take care.